0: goes through air, Bob, that's always tougher than the touch. You know, the touch, you don't have to touch things, right? But the air, you just breathe the air, and that's how it's uh, passed. And so that's a very tricky one. That's a very delicate one. Uh, it's also more deadly than your, you know, your even your strenuous flus. This is more deadly. This is five per you know this is 5% versus 1% and less than 1%. You know so this is deadly stuff. Well, I think Bob really to be honest with sure, you. Sure, I want you to I be. wanted to uh I wanted to always play it down. I still like playing it down. Yes, yeah, sir. Because I don't want to create a panic. Hey
1: everybody, welcome to Daryl's Daring Thoughts, season 3. Woohoo! Yikes. So hi everyone, (laughs) I'm saying yikes because I can't believe I'm on my third season um, and have been doing this for a full year. So I want to thank you guys for being some great listeners. I want to say hi to all my new listeners. Thank you for chiming in. There are still two seasons prior of great content you can go listen to, but today, as always, each season kicks off with a political recap of everything that we've been through in the shits of this world and I am so happy to have with me one of my really good friends and my personal political analyst Jimmy hey Jimmy
0: hey Cordaro how are you I'm good how are you buddy I'm good. You know, I moved into my first apartment ever. So I'm out of my parents' house. So no more dogs barking in the background. We are all set.
1: We are all set. We are all set. Congratulations. First apartment. Thank
0: you. You're
1: welcome. Um, So just a couple of things, you guys. So the first thing that you heard was, of course, was a horrible person's voice. And I know you were kind of confused. Like, what is this horrible thing that's um, making my ears bleed right now? But that was Donald Trump having a conversation with a journalist. um, Back in February, and march regarding the coronavirus and it really just it just came out um and it's a part of a book and we'll talk about more we'll talk more about that but i wanted you guys to hear what your president um because he's not mine uh, what your president has been doing you know behind our backs versus what he's been saying to us and you know in his rallies and at the briefings and all that shit. so hey everybody This is season three again, and this is the Melanin Edition. I named it the Melanin Edition because with everything that's been going on since the last time I spoke to you guys, I really feel like I needed to use my personal platform to do everything I can to bring awareness to um, black issues. Because guess what? I'm black. And so I want to do that. (laughs) Right. Yes, I am black. What? Yes, you know, I'm not. I'm not a very tanned white person. I am actually black. So I want to bring awareness to issues that affect me and my people on this platform. And with that being said, this is my road to November series that we've been doing. Jimmy, can you believe that a year ago we were talking about politics?
0: I cannot believe it. I can't believe how much time has flown, and I am, you know, here we are. We're finally in the meat of it. I think we're almost less than 50 days away oh from the general God. election. Yes. And I, 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 God, everything, this whole week has just been with the virus, the fires in California, and then everything happening with this Bob Woodward book. It's just been like Oh, my God. I, I never felt my heart rate go up so
1: fast. It's crazy. Yes. I want to commend us for being... I want to commend us because, you know, a lot of people of our, you know, generation, um, they don't tune into politics or the voting aspect of the election until it's around this time right now. And we actually, a year ago, were talking about trump like i think my first episode was like vote or die or something like that and so mm-hmm. i want to commend us for being you know um voices for people as well as letting people know that you can't you have to start you can't just start now you, ha- you can't start when it's 50 days before the election you truly have to yeah. start you know when if when, as soon as you hear someone is running as soon as you uh, want to start following someone and i think that that is a lesson that we need to take away from this, um, from this um, moment that we're in, because we, you know, we have two people that are running. Uh, we have Donald Trump versus Joe Biden, and majority of the population is not happy with either choice. And I, 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 I we can't blame anyone but ourselves. I know, I you know, know, I never <laughs>
0: like. I, I don't get that. I don't get that. I mean, for God's sake. You know, it's so funny because, you know, we're younger and, we're, and, and we, I, we're on social media a lot. And, you I mean, you would think from social media, like, how is it that Bernie Sanders isn't king of the world yet? But, like, you then you look at the data from who voted. 63% of the age of people who voted was over 50. Under 20, under 30, only 15%. Right. So when you have that, like, much of a... Gap of who's going to vote it's like what the hell do you think is going to happen i'm so tired i mean it just pisses me off that people just whine so much about voting and then you know i'm going to stop myself because we have a lot to talk about (laughs) i could go on a whole spiel about what what people say about this and who that's really disrespecting but we might talk about that we are we actually
1: are going to get into that because we're you know it's something that you know after this is actually the first election that I really followed the whole process um I wasn't old enough to well when Barack Obama was around, I was old enough to vote, but I didn't, I wasn't really into politics, politics,
0: so I didn't follow mm-hmm. the whole thing, so I can't tell you that who. That was my first big election that we watched, that was like our social for social studies in like 7th grade, we watched that entire oh election. Oh god,
1: he just said 7th grade, wow, thanks a lot, Jimmy. <laughs> i sorry. Thanks,
0: I'm so sorry. Thanks
1: the fucking lot, because that was, <laughs> that was my first time voting, was for Barack Obama, but thank you, Mr. 7th <laughs> grade Grade in Welcome. political science okay I'm we're so moving along sorry. so,
0: we're gonna move on. so t- okay i'm sorry that's
1: okay we're moving on like I, I that did not make me feel old at all so we're gonna move Ooh. on so jimmy joe biden got the nomination that's the last thing yeah that's kind of that's kind of the last thing we talked about since the last time we had whew, I'm sorry. He really just made me feel old. And I'm sitting here drinking <laughs> so a latte. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. So Joe Biden got the nomination. Talk to me about that,
0: Jimmy. Okay. So essentially what happened is, I mean, we kind of talked about this in the last in our, uh, last podcast where how it sort of narrowed down to Joe Biden. And so what Joe Biden has been doing since um, becoming when he was the presumptive nominee before the DNC is that he's really been trying to bring everybody to, t- to the table to talk and see what's the best way forward. So he had special task forces that were created that was basically a blend from his team and Bernie Sanders' team, which it would be something like, the one I remember is the climate thing, which had John Kerry, who, uh, if nobody knows, he ran against Bush in 2004, and he was Secretary of State under o Biden. He, he was won. like the uh, Biden. Yeah, well, hmm. Uh, we don't want to go back and rehash. We're in the I present. Was, I was, since, um, since
1: you point out how old I am, I was old enough to remember the whole <laughs> Florida, the Florida scandal with that
0: election. But go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so it was something like that. It was like John Kerry and then AOC were both chairs on the same committee. So they, he was really trying his best to bring progressives and centrists together to really figure out what's the best way forward. And we and we discussed this earlier. So. He bought everybody together and not only that, he allowed Bernie Sanders, um, the time to really be at the DNC, to show the power that he had. So they would list who voted for Bernie Sanders. Um, he was nominated. That was AOC's part. She nominated him for the, um, for the nomination for vice president and, it was just, I think Biden was really trying his best as far as he has to give everyone the opportune time to say that this is a part of it. And so that was how the DNC, That was the DNC. It was a fantastic night. And oh, no, don't go on into, don't go into the
1: DNC. We're going to talk about that the next
0: episode when We're we are going to talk about that later. But yeah, it, we he moments. was really trying his, yeah. Joe Biden's been, I feel, I feel that Joe Biden's been really trying his hardest to get everybody to come to the table. And just people are having a hard time realizing that you know, he's letting me into the table, but he won, not Bernie. So he is going to have the final word on this, not Bernie. Is. So Bernie is um,
1: not. speaking of Bernie Sanders and, yes. you know, the far left, um, you know, people, mm-hmm. what does, what do you think at this point? Um, Joe Biden has to do to get their votes because I don't think I think that and we talked about this before and we said this a, a, a long time ago and I quoted myself I truly believe this election simply needs just to be about getting Trump out of office I think that mm-hmm. people are going to have to accept that there are things about Joe Biden that they just don't like but are there things about Joe Biden that you don't like enough to keep someone like Trump in office for another four years? And I said that. I remember vividly saying that, and people was like, "No, mm-hmm. you should. You know, policy should matter this election, and policy should matter, and yada yada yada." But I think that there are certain policies of Joe Biden's that are never going to win over the left, and I think that, and then by him. Having Kamala Harris, who's also someone who was not far left at all, I think has probably drove some people um, crazy on the far left as well. So what do you think he has to do or needs to do to try to at least get them to say, hey, I'm not the person you wanted." I get it, but I'm pretty sure I'm more acceptable to what you can bear than Trump. What do you think he can do? What well, I think they? what
0: he needs to do is, what I think he needs to do is really, um, because no one likes a big policy hack, but I think he should really at times have a meeting with these people and sit down and say, look, this is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to do everything you want. I'm sorry. That's just not what I believe, but I am willing to work with you. He only, I think what the best thing he needs to do is show that he's willing, that he has a willingness to listen. And you know, it's hard to do that because this week, just yesterday, I think an article in the New York Times was about how these sources were saying, Oh, Bernie Sanders has gone to the Biden campaign and said that they're not doing enough. And I think what he needs to do is just show is just to show that he's listening. So he's done that a lot with costs with college. He's making I forget the amount, but he's making um college affordable for he adopted a college plan for Bernie Sanders, he adopted Elizabeth Warren's tax plan. So I think he is doing a lot, but I think, I think the onus is, I think he's trying his best, but I think the onus is a little bit on us as well. I, I really feel like some of us need to just take personal responsibility and be like, look, a lot of people all they want to do in the, the four years after Donald Trump, is he loses, if he loses is to take four years of a deep breath in and a deep breath out, and then we can have the real discussion. So I think what Joe Biden just needs to do is just keep showing that you are willing to listen, I think um, when he went to Wisconsin, I thought that was very great that he sat and he listened and he takes notes. He's a very avid listener. I think he just needs to keep showing that he is willing to listen and he's willing to and he is willing to be moved. He has shown in his political career that he does move with the times. And another thing that I'd like to point out to these people, a lot of the big progressive presidents that we remember, FDR or Theodore Roosevelt, they were not progressive when they were running. Right. They were not progressive because that's not what people wanted. So we're in a very tight election right now. Let's get through this, take a deep breath, and then let's go. But we need to get through November. We just have to get through November. All Joe Biden needs to do is just list, just show you're willing to listen to people, and that can go so, so farther. I think he's done as much as he can on policy. You're never going to hear Joe Biden say, I want to get rid of private insurance. You right. gotta suck it up right. and just deal with it. So that
1: is the ax, way. So I asked you the same question for like independents and Republicans because you know I, I actually you know I actually feel bad for some Republicans. I feel bad for those <laughs> who, who actually have the the who actually have Republican values that don't align with Trump. You know I feel like for some reason people they feel like they. They feel like um, that they have to vote for him because they are "quote unquote" Republican. But what I don't understand is that even the platform Trump runs on isn't of a Republican values. Like he's not a Republican, he's not a Democrat. Like I don't know what the fuck he's doing.
0: So he's not running. Do you know what it is, though. Do you know exactly like what it is? Because I have a theory on what I think it is. Why Republicans, why Republicans still stick with him? Please, uh, please explain. Honestly, please i think i mean this is my theory i honestly swear to god think it's all about abortion i think it's all about that's true that's true that's true i think that it is all about getting enough conservative judges and conservatives on the supreme court to overturn roe v wade that's what i think it is about that's what i think it completely is about
1: and you know and you know what pisses me off and I what? talked to you about this. I talked to you about this. Mm-hmm. I think yes, day before yesterday, because this conversation came up on the view with, um, uh, yes. McCain mm-hmm. and she was upset mm-hmm. about, you know, the abortion laws that Kamala and, um, are embracing Joe, and, and Joe yeah. Biden are em- embracing. Mm-hmm. What my issue is with Republicans is, and I said this to you, but maybe my listeners haven't heard it. I don't understand how Republicans have are upset about abortion but are and vocal and extremely vocal about it but are but are okay with children getting killed at the borders so this is what my thing is let let me let me finish This is my issue with them. I don't, and I've said this. I do not believe Republicans are pro-life. I believe they are pro-fetus because as soon as the life is born, you don't. They don't give a fuck about it. They don't. They want to take food stamps away. They want to take care. They want to take away Medicare. They want to take away uh, uh, Planned Parenthood, which everything in Planned Parenthood is not about abortion. Um, The Mm -hmm. kids that was uh, killed in those cages. They just released the kids from the cages, and they've been in the cages for three damn years so my thing is mm-hmm. you know they don't care about they they don't care uh they don't talk about sex trafficking enough on uh, um, on the republican end so my thing is y'all care so much about being quote unquote pro-life but you don't care about the child once it's born once it's born your your radio silence so my thing is change your platform to pro fetus if you change it to pro fetus then i'm okay with you being happy about that but i don't understand you can't say pro-life because pro-life is also if you're pro-life you should be against um you should be against capital punishment you should be against capital punishment because that's a life in jail too but you're for people getting um but you you're for capital punishment pro-life doesn't Mm -hmm. isn't isn't from um, isn't from conception to birth mm-hmm. pro-life is from conception to your last breath and that's my issue with republicans and so that's i just have yeah. to say that hey everyone it's daryl from daryl's daring thoughts couple questions for you do you have a black-owned business do you want to be a sponsor Well, you've come to the right place. I have a great podcast, Daryl's Daring Thoughts, that you can sponsor your business on. You can sponsor it for one, two, three episodes, or maybe the entire season. So if you want to sponsor your brand on my show, contact me at DarylDaresYou at gmail.com. That's Daryl, D-A-R-O. Dares you at gmail.com to learn how you can be heard in multiple countries alongside of celebrity guests through my sponsoring ad package. Can't wait to hear from you.
0: No, it's okay. I mean, I've always said that they should call it should be pro-choice and anti-choice. That's what they are. It's anti-choice. You're not for the woman having a choice in whether or not she gets an abortion. That's really what it is. Because I completely agree with you. The pro-life thing is absolutely ridiculous. They don't give a shit about you as no, soon as you rely on any not. sort of government service. So it's not. all about. It's so it's all about just you're anti-choice. Just say it. Just say it. It's fine to say it because you can't tell me you're pro-life. They're not going to then, say that. And then you're. Yeah, well, then you can't tell me you're pro-life, and then all of a sudden you're not upset with Kyle Rittenhouse shooting three protesters in the middle of the fucking street. Right. But that, I mean, we can you know, but... That's yeah, right. we go, we I completely go. agree with what you're saying. So that's... That's, that's a whole... It, we're it, getting it, there. It's just, it's just,
1: it just really bothers me that, you know, there's so many issues. There. Okay, well, we're going to keep moving. We're going to move on because we're talking about this yeah. forever. Mm-hmm. But I just, you mm-hmm. know, it just bothers me that your only issue is abortion and
0: yeah you I know agree. you know
1: but you know like catholics and the catholic me- we're not even going to go into that hmm. <laughs> anyways okay so anyway. let's go to um joe biden's um i'm not downfall well not downfalls but some things that joe that people just have not been able to get uh-huh. over with um joe mm-hmm. biden and mm-hmm. i think that some of the things that you know we we can't ignore we can't ignore his age you know we, no, we can't. You know we can't no, yeah. we, we cannot ignore his age and i think the trump campaign is really using the the you know it's so funny joe biden is trying to not It's quote unquote staying in his basement, you know, not doing rallies and not doing all these little events because, hello, we're in a pandemic. And, yes, Joe Biden is of an age where if he was to get coronavirus, he would probably die, you know. Yeah, I know. So, you know, and. But so so,
0: Trump, too. Trump, too, which is astounding. Trump to me.
1: definitely could. And Joe Biden would probably, if he were to get it, he would probably f- be able to fight it better than Trump because he's not fat. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I think that Trump Trump is using, you know, his age and all those things. And I think that we need to under. Do you think do you think that? Hmm. I'm not trying to say I don't want to, to Do I think that
0: it's affecting him. Do, do I think it's affecting him? Like his age is actually affecting him? Because I'll, I'll say, yes. it. I don't, I don't think, I don't think he's in cognitive decline or has dementia. I do think he's slower than what he used to be. Yes. He's an older person. He is, he, is And he's always had, even before um, he was, he was this old, he always had verbal gaps. And not only that, remember, he is a stutterer. So sometimes he's a little slower with things because he needs to make sure he's sounding words out correctly. And that's also probably harder with age. So, uh, you know, but it's it interesting. a damn so mask affects- on. Yeah, I went mean, with a damn mask on. But it's interesting because a recent poll came out showing that a majority of Americans think both of them are mentally unfit. But I love what, I, I love how much we reference The View, but I think Sarah Haynes, who thank God she's back, Sarah Haynes said something really important in that I think what people mean something different with mental unfitness with Joe Biden than Donald Trump. And with Joe Biden, it is the same thing. He's not as quick as he used to be. And we also, uh, you know, he's just not as quick as he used to be. I don't think he's losing his mind or he's old. So his mind is going away, but I do think he's slower to a lot of things. And it's harder for him to stop himself with these gaps when he's older and on top of that, he's trying not to stutter. So I don't, I, I mean, I, I don't think his age is a problem, but I don't think also Biden is not aware of this. Because as we're also going to say, you know, he'll never say this on the campaign, campaign trail. He's a one-term president. Yes. I mean, we all know this. We all know he's going to be a one-term president. It's something. now, he will never think he ever can, you say don't that
1: think he could do eight years. I don't know. Do you think?
0: I don't think he can do eight years. I don't. I think that that's a bad idea. I think he personally he should do four years, and then we need to have a primary because I think. Let Kamala run and then let, you know what? That's never happened.
1: That's never happened. Do you understand the, I I don't think that that should happen. I don't think that's what they should do. I think he should just. You don't think so. I think he should just go to eight years if he can. And if he croaks or something happens in between then and he's been elected, Kamala then steps in and now she's president. I don't think he should just, I don't think he should win and then we should have a whole nother election. I think that's just too much. Uh-huh. I think you should. Uh uh-huh. Well, I
0: mean, the thing is, it's going to happen because you know a progressive is going to run against either him or Kamala. That's going to happen. That's not true. I don't think that. In four oh, years, I think. Oh, oh, I'll put money on that. I think that is so going to happen. Um, if he wins.
1: I don't think so. I don't think a progressive. I don't think that they're going to do that. I think that they're under. If Joe Biden wins. I truly believe that um, a, the progressive is going to wait those eight years because they're going to make sure they put the right progressive. Oh, AOC would not be mm-hmm. ready in four years. You know, no, none, she of, none of them. Now, AOC, would she be ready in eight years? I think she has a better chance to run in eight years than four. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree with that. So it'll be I, interesting to see what happens. You know, I'm not saying she's It'll the, be interesting I'm not saying she's the person, but I'm just saying I most of the progressives are young and I think that mm-hmm. eight years would be better. I'm 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 hoping that Pete runs in eight years. Um I I truly hope he runs again in eight years. Um so we'll see but those are do. just
0: you will see we'll see those yeah those are
1: just some things that um i think are still troubling people another thing that's still mm-hmm. troubling people is you know one of the other big factors he's white and mm-hmm. you know joe biden's past with the african american african american community isn't you know um new to anyone it's not, you mm-hmm. know, um, I, I had a whole podcast episode and I talked to you <laughs> about
0: this. We went We in. trashed
1: Joe Biden. Like yeah, I, we
0: trashed him. We
1: trashed Biden. I, I really <laughs> talked about him and how he's not good for mm-hmm. the African American community. Like, I, I yeah, so... Don't no don't don't comment, don't say what you said. I know what I said, but that's how I'm telling you how <laughs> important it. I know what I said, and I didn't vote for him. Mm-hmm. He wasn't my choice, but that's who we left mm-hmm. with. And since that's who we left with, mm-hmm. I'm going to vote for him. But that don't mm-hmm. take away what I said about him. I still I think he's gotten better. I I do believe yeah. since Joe Biden announced he was running for president to so the person he is now, I think he has really done a lot better with trying to understand um, I do the too. black community. I think that I don't think he has addressed enough what he's done in the past. But I think that's because he doesn't want to open those can of worms.
0: Yeah, it's really, just like at this point, it's just like yeah. Focus on the now. We had the the primary was about drudging up the past. We we have discussed it. People seem to be okay with it. So I was like, all right then. Well, that's I, don't think, okay it, it it. I don't think people are okay with it. I still
1: well, don't think people are okay with it. I think I don't think people. Well, are I don't okay know. With I mean. It. I- I'm telling you, I don't think people are okay with it um, okay. <laughs> as f- i'm talking about I'm talking about as far as black people they're not they're still they're still not yeah. okay with his past okay. um I think that they're more accepting to him now because his the way he's handling the issues that are we are facing now is way different than what he did mm-hmm. in the nineties. I think he's mm-hmm. understanding now that the police. Uh, the police is an issue, you know. Racism is an issue. Mm-hmm. He's being yeah. way more yeah. vocal about it now than he was in the '90s, and so yeah. that's what I'm, ups- I'm I'm happy about to see with him. And I'm happy that he, you know, he he chose a black a black woman as his vice president. I think the last podcast episode we did when we were discussing vice presidents and stuff i told you i really think he has to choose a black woman like he has to choose a black woman and mm-hmm. you know no shade to tammy duckworth she's an amazing but i just think with everything that's going on in this country and how black women are the core soul of the democratic party i think mm-hmm. he i think he just had to choose a black woman
0: um but a lot changes in mo- in a couple months because remember you were saying amy klobuchar i was saying at one point
1: i said amy Kobachar i said um
0: did you say that governor of michigan gretchen whitmer
1: i like i liked all of his um vp nominee uh vp considerations well, none of them were bad none of them yeah. were bad like none of them are bad but because but i when i had to look back i think kamala harris for one she would crush what's his name in the debate um, Mike pence. like she would crush pence in the debate i think oh, she's gonna kill him i think she's very she's a very strong woman i think she's um mm-hmm. she has a good she has leadership written all over her and she speaks well mm-hmm. like i think kamala has exactly what we need for a vice president because a lot of times when she
0: ha go ahead yeah go ahead sorry no, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say when she, when she no when she has a direct if when she I, when she knows what she's talking about and she knows what she's trying to do, she is on fire. So she just needs to make sure she goes in there. She's prepared, and she will fucking kill it. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely, I agree. Um, mm-hmm. Another thing that um, a lot of people are skeptical about, Joe. Um, skeptical um when it comes to him is this whole um dismantling of the police um or you know defunding the police and things like that and i think that there are certain things that i think can hurt him um and and i wanted to talk about that i know this is um um, not really on our agenda but defunding dismantling police one I think is something that he needs to really go into detail about two mm-hmm. I think he does need to be uh, make a he has to understand that Trump Trump's rallies and Trump's rhetoric gets his gets people going and I think I think Biden needs to start creating a stronger base of supporters. And I know he can't have rallies. I know he can't do that, but he needs to, we need to see him more. Like he needs to be splattered across the television. And to me, that was one thing that Hillary Clinton didn't do well either. I did not see her enough everywhere we saw Trump mm-hmm. everywhere because it of course you get more well, media coverage it's what the
0: media wanted to talk about it's, yeah it's yes. all they wanted to talk that's about that's all they wanted
1: to talk about but when you're there you're going to force the media to look at you so i think Joe Biden mm-hmm. needs to make do more more social distancing rallies or social distancing press conference he needs to do a lot more than what he's doing because in my opinion when People, when when you when you're not seen, people don't care about you. That's how yeah. I a lot of people in this country think. You know, when they don't see you, mm-hmm. they don't they don't care. They don't think you're doing anything because they don't see mm-hmm. you.
0: Mm-hmm. I think he is. I think he is making more of an effort now. I think there was a point where they were going to try to do everything from his basement. In recent weeks, as far as I've seen, I think he has been trying much to to do a lot more. I mean, he, I think a day ago or on nine 11 or yesterday, he and um, Kamala went to Miami. Mm-hmm. So he, and he's been gone to Wisconsin. He's gone to Michigan. He's going to Pennsylvania. I think he's really trying his, he, he is trying hard, but they just, I think the problem is they also have to be, they just have to be very careful. And I can tell you with I mean, the, this has been, I don't know if it, I think it was this week. This has this week or last week has been some of the best where Joe Biden has been perfect with all the things that came out from the Bob Woodward thing and how he came out and said something. Do you remember in a press conference that they did cover where he got angry and talked about it and then someone asked him about this whole QAnon thing? Yeah. And they asked him, What do you think of people believing that? And he goes, I'm a big proponent of mental health, and I think that people who believe that should take advantage of the Affordable Care Act and the mental health things as much as they can. Yes, I thought that I was like, that is perfect. I don't know what you're doing. And the funny thing is, is that they're noticing it. The Republicans are noticing it because now Donald Trump has been like, I want him to take a drug test because he thinks he's on drugs yeah. because he's doing so well. So I think, I think he is starting to do better. I think he could do more. I do. I do agree that I think he should have more press conferences. I think he should continue to travel throughout the country because there's always he's so i know people it was like something that was a downfall sort of for him in the beginning when he started but retail he is a genius at retail politics and talking to people face to face he is so good at it he is so good he is so good at it and he just continued to do that in a safe way and i can guarantee you you will have more of a just a slim chance of winning in November.
1: Yeah, I agree. And when is the first um,
0: debate? The first debate is September 29th. So that's in like four weeks. September 29th or October? September 29th. It start, the first is September that's a, 29th. That ain't
1: in no four weeks. That's in two weeks.
0: Oh, shoot. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yes, that is in two weeks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
1: That's in two weeks. Two Ooh, weeks. So we, we, are we gonna go live? I know we gonna go live.
0: I want to go live. I okay. want to go live. Okay. I would die to go live. Okay,
1: so we're gonna go live um after the debates. Yes. That's what we'll we're doing live. Go. Yes, we're gonna go live. Yes. we're gonna go live after the debates. <laughs> that's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Um. So can you briefly talk to us about the whole conversation that's come up with the dismantling and defunding police?
0: Sure. So. Uh, What happens is is that there's this new phrase going around that everybody wants to defund the police, but there are very, it's like two groups of who believe different things of what defunding the police means on one group, defunding the police means pulling money away from the police in order to put it towards mental health, pulling some money away from the police so that they're not militarized like a private military of a town or a city. And, Putting it towards mental health, better education, and so that people so that police officers don't have to respond to every single thing. To another group, defunding the police means pull all the money and get rid of police. No more police. We don't need we don't need police at all. We need to approach crime in a different way. So the unfortunate thing, what happens is is that what's triggering for a lot of people is the abolishment part. And the abolishment group is the one that's the loudest, and it's the group that gets the most media coverage. Now, Joe Biden has been pressed and says that he, because of this meaning, and it's so prevalent, that he is not for defunding the police. But what he is for is, is exactly what the other group is, is reallocating some funds to mental health, to education, in order so that the police do not have to respond to everything. Now, the interesting thing about this whole defunding the police thing, especially on a federal level, the federal government cannot defund local police departments. They cannot do that. What they can do is that they can say, here are a list of things you have to do. You have a timeline. If you do not fill it up by this date, we will not fund you. Now, what's interesting is that Joe Biden and Barack Obama set up something in the Department of Justice that would monitor it, but guess who decided, nah, we don't need that anymore? Donald Trump. Of course. So what, Biden, so what Biden has said that he will do is that he wants to create a national standard use of force and uh, qualified immunity and said exactly what he will do. He will say, these are the things you, you have to do. Oh, he you will to, get a time frame to do yeah, it. He he and if to, you do not he do it. He wants the end
1: qualified immunity?
0: Yes he does oh. well, he's for, if, he, if he's endorsing the justice The Democrats thing That's part of their bill Is to end qualified immunity Yeah
1: I didn't know that I think he's absolutely
0: Bravo yeah, yeah. Well, if, he, if, he, if, he, if he is for Now if he is for the bill The Democrats bill Which is what I, I, He has said he has endorsed it He is for ending qualified immunity Perfect, Perfect. But what he's that. not Yes Yes So what he's not for He is not for abolishing the police To be completely honest with you, I am uh, someone. unless, you know, it's easy for AOC as a representative of a very liberal area of New York City to say something like that, I would be shocked to hear any mayor, governor, anywhere ever say they're going to abolish the police. Anywhere. I I cannot. I mean, maybe one day that'll happen, but I cannot imagine at this point that any mayor anywhere would ever say that. Uh, that they're going to abolish the police. I think that, I mean, I'll ask you, what do you think? What do you think about this?
1: I think it It depends. I, I don't think we should ever abolish the police. I think that's just stupid. Like, the police are needed. There are, you know, there are crazy people in this country, you know, that are, there that Just look at the shootings
0: every week in this. You know, regardless
1: of your race, there are your race mm-hmm. and your political views. There are people out there who are just crazy. And so we need police for those matters. And so because of that, I, there's no reason to abolish um, the, the abolish or dismantle. But reform, which that is basically yeah. what um, defunding is, is reform and allocating those resources to others. There have been so many instances in this country, you know, not even t- just black people, but I'm, you know, that's what I'm speaking on to where, you know, a lot of these, it, a lot of these, um, you know, issues with um, police brutality and police murders have, have shown us that in those situations, there was no need for a police presence. Uh, and yeah. so, you know, I do. I, I have a lot of thoughts about this. I believe that to be a police officer, you should have more. I think you should have a certain amount of hours with mental health training in order to be a police officer. Mm-hmm. I think you should have an associate's degree in psychology in order to be a police officer. I believe. Oh, my that, God. I, I, that's exactly what I, I completely be- agree with you. I, I think you should. Have, yeah, I think you should have, um, you know, like a certain amount of hours of had worked in a mental health facility or. A substance abuse uh, facility or things like that because you respond differently when you recognize what you're seeing and then I also believe yeah. that you sh- um, I believe that police officers should only police in the neighborhoods that they live so you mm. officer if you want to police in this precinct you need to live in, on the south side in the woodland area if you're going to police these communities so I believe that there needs to be an outreach and all police are on um, departments to have a certain a percentage of black police officers in their unit and also um so it's just certain things like that so i think that there i think it's not like a one issue is going to fix everything but i believe mm-hmm. that all those things are going to help and you know I think that there's a fine line with making sure that the police officers don't feel scared to where they can't do their job but still understand that to do your job effectively, you still need to do your job effectively and your fear should not your fear should not overtake someone's life like just because yeah. you were, you know, that whole thing I feared for my life, that whole quote, I don't, feel, I, f- I feel like that's not enough anymore, you know, that you, mm-hmm. that's not enough. That that should really not hold any weight any longer, because it's yeah. not, you know, you feared for your life, but no gun was found. You know, you feared for your life, yeah, but, mm-hmm. you know, you feared for your life, but you shot them in the back eight, seven times. You know, you feared yeah. for your life mm-hmm. as they were running were away. Three from of you, you there.
0: There right. were three officers there, and yet you. Um, I mean, we're talking about Jacob Blake essentially of the many situations we're, that We're happened, talking but about like everything. It's been plenty, everything. I mean, yeah, not been just one. Yeah, of
1: people shot. there has been plenty of black yeah. people shot in their backs and stuff like that. You're absolutely right. So you You're know, um, right. I think that it's 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 a it's a very large conversation that needs to happen, and I think that it needs to start from the foundation. Of how Mm -hmm. how cops came up, you know, cops started as being the overseers for slaves. So if I never,
0: I didn't learn know that until recently. I was like, wow, you know, that's that's
1: where you know policing came from was policing slaves. So if you're going to Mm -hmm. really dismantle i'm actually not actually now after hearing dismantle i'm not against dismantling and starting over you know because if you you can't reform on on this with the same with the same foundation so if we need to dismantle and start over absolutely but i think that it also needs to be done at a local level because every every city is different the issues that are facing inner city chicago is not the issues that are dealing with the policing in Oregon, you know? So I think mm-hmm. that the policy, you, you can, you can
0: yeah, I think a national standard of force will help a lot. And I also, but I also do think a lot of it does have to rely. I mean, if you really want to see radical change in criminal justice, you need to get involved in locally. You can't ask the Absolutely. federal, you can't expect the federal you have you can't expect the federal government to do that because that's and I wouldn't want the federal government to do that because you you're absolutely right you can't I think it's one thing to have a national st- standard of force I think it's another thing to treat um, Portland Oregon as the same thing as Chicago Illinois I think those absolutely. are two completely different things
1: absolutely but so I, I also believe it's, that it's not I also believe that a, a police officer should not be able to just go from precinct to precinct doing the same thing. It seems like every single no, cop... No, yeah, exactly. Every single the cop every has that has some sort of has rap some, sheet. Has exactly, has some type of rap sheet. And it's like, I can't go apply for a loan without you seeing my past credit history or you seeing all these other things. So I don't understand how a, a, a cop can, you know smashed some black person's head in the concrete in Manhattan, New York, go to Brooklyn and Brooklyn, New York and get a job and that not follow them. So I do believe that that national database, there needs to be a national database for police officers, anybody in law enforcement. I feel like there is for FBI agents and those um, people in those law enforcement agencies but not police officers. I just don't understand how in Mm -hmm. 2020 there's not one already, which can kind of makes me freaked out because that means you're just letting anybody on the police force i don't understand how they don't have the same mental health examinations mm-hmm. and people in other for other um for other disciplines and other uh, forms of employment that make you give mental health exams and things like that so i don't know it's just it's it troubles me but yes i'm, I'm for all that um mm-hmm. yeah the- i
0: it is, it's an ongoing conversation.
1: It is. One thing I wanted to talk about um, before we wrap up this episode real quick is that um, I said earlier about Joe Biden's issue with the black voters. Um, but I think that there is a um, there's a really large issue with his issue. um with, with the black vote of my generation, he has the the fifty and over old, the fifty and older generation. He has them on lock. Um, mm-hmm. you, you okay over there?
0: Yeah, I'm good. I was just adjusting some things in my little studio. I'm okay. sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm like, can, you would adjust that while we we're recording. things, Jimmy.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> so um, there was an um, article and a poll I saw about that the millennial African American. Um, population is is going to be in this election the quote-unquote swing voters and the article is um is actually from the um the conversation there was a piece done on yada 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 i'll get you the date in a second um but basically it was saying that it's not that they're it's it's not that like they're going to vote joe biden or joe biden versus trump they're going to just stay at home and that's that um, population of they said between the ages of between the ages of 25 and 38 are the age mm-hmm. groups. That's really um, are really not for Joe Biden and would rather just stay at home. And a lot of those um, a lot of those individuals have been brought up into homes that are just really bad homes which Mm -hmm. has to do with a lot of the what the crime bill so a lot of these people those ages are people who have personally been affected by the crime bill and fathers are incarcerated and families so they've dealt with those things and they have not reaped any benefit they have not seen any like barack obama's didn't change their life um, for the eight years, mm-hmm. um, Trump made it worse. So they're not seeing that a uh, Joe Biden is going to make anything better. So they'd rather just stay mm-hmm. at home. So, um, mm-hmm. so I'm hoping that Kamala, can get in to get those those people in that generation because Kamala is younger she's not young but she, she, she can relate a little bit more because things happen to her so I, I'm really hoping that that happens so um, I just wanted to end on that because that's the only thing that's really troubling me but we are going mm-hmm. to continue this conversation because we have a part two so thanks you guys for listening But make sure to stick around for part two as Jimmy and I continue the conversation of Road to November. follow me on social media you can go to instagram i'm very active on instagram um it's cordero underscore santiago follow me on instagram to just stay in touch with everything i'll talk about i'll update you on um the upcoming episodes and things to look forward to i'm so excited that i have an email address now for you guys to send me requests for topics any questions you have regarding a topic that I've already discussed or if you just want to vent about something that's going on in your life that you want me to talk about on an episode I have an email address for you to do all of those things the email is darrowdaresyou at gmail.com so I'll spell that for you darrow d-a-r-o d-a-r-e-s-u you at gmail.com send me an email